0: What most people don't realize is when you start at Chapter 7, if you have an asset that a trustee can go after and get and sell and use the proceeds to pay your debts that's not protected by the proper Georgia exemption, then... You can't get out of the case. You can't say, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to file this case. I just downloaded some forms online. No harm, no foul. Just let me out of the case. I'm going to go my way. No, 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 no. If you file a case, the trustee can sink their clause into exposed assets. And so this is why you don't ever want to do that. You want to know what you're doing.
1: You want to make sure you have good legal analysis. Welcome to the Bankruptcy Podcast, a podcast about untangling the complex world of bankruptcy in Georgia. Each week, we deliver the best insights and practical advice on how to navigate the legal waters of bankruptcy with expert guidance and real life stories. Now, here's your host, Jeff Kelly.
0: Alright, right, this is Jeff Kelly here, and today I want to talk about what is Chapter 7. So I am a bankruptcy attorney in the Northern District of Georgia. We we practice all over the pretty much northern half of the state. Uh, I started my law firm in 2006. Um, We've got a fabulous staff. I've got the Google reviews to back it up. So if you have any questions about us, check us out at kellycanhelp.com, and then our podcasting website is com. All right, so let's talk about Chapter 7. There are so many myths about Chapter 7, it is ridiculous. And I think probably the most common myth about Chapter 7 is that you can just wave your magic wand and Poof, you're done. It's all your debts are wiped out, and that, that's not true. There's chapter seven is very complex. You need to be very careful before you file to make sure that you get some good legal analysis to make sure this is the right opportunity, right, right option for you, so that you don't end up in a terrible mess. So. Let's go over some of those hot messes that sometimes people get into. I have seen cases in my career before where somebody went online, they read about chapter seven, thought it was the magic wand deal, and so they just went online, downloaded some forms, and filed their own case. What most people don't realize is when you start at chapter seven, if you have an asset That a trustee can go after and get and sell and use the proceeds to pay your debts that's not protected by the proper Georgia exemption, then you can't get out of the case. You can't say, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to file this case. I just downloaded some forms online. No harm, no foul. Just let me out of the case. I'm going to go my way. No, 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 no. If you file a case, The trustee can sink their claws into exposed assets. And so this is why you don't ever want to do that. You want to know what you're doing. You want to make sure you have good legal analysis. Particularly, the reason, what's really causing a lot of havoc in a lot of people's current Chapter 7 situations is houses. And right now, the real estate values are through the roof. I can't believe it. They keep going up. And a lot of people don't owe as much on their houses relative to their equity as they used to. In Georgia, the current exemption as of 2023 for a single person is $21,500 and a married couple is $43,000 total. I see people all the time, particularly in the Atlanta metro area where $150,000 in equity is not uncommon. And so hypothetically, let's use a nice clean number like 100,000, let's say you have $100,000 in equity and you can only protect 43,000 of it, that leaves a pretty good chunk left over. So hypothetically, if you've got 30, $40,000 in credit card debt, You can bet, you file Chapter 7, the trustee is going to sell your house and they're going to pay those debts. Now, I've had people object before and say, come on, Jeff, surely they can't take your house. Oh, yes, they can. In most cases right now, with this crazy real estate market, most people who own homes are not filing Chapter 7. Some people don't do it's It's not near as common as it used to be, but if somebody with the house wants to file a chapter seven with me, they have to sign a document that says basically this: if the trustee decides to sell my house and I get a check for twenty one thousand five hundred dollars or if it's a married couple forty three thousand dollars, I would be satisfied with that result as long as all of my debts are wiped out and you know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice. I'm willing to do it. And then when I present them with the document, it says, okay, I need you to sign it. We're going to spell it out because I don't want you to get mad if the trustee sells your house. Most people, they don't want to do it. They're, well, you know, where am I supposed to live? What am I supposed to do? Well, you'd, the answer is you would be moving. You'd have money in your checking account after the uh, real estate was closed. So it's not like you wouldn't get anything. But most people aren't willing to risk the house. And I totally understand that. So another interesting thing about Chapter 7, there's this thing called the median income test. What does that mean? That means that if you make more money than an average household of your size you're probably not going to be able to file Chapter 7, and you're probably going to have to pay something back to your creditors. Well, that begs the question, how much to your creditors? And the answer, of course, is it depends. How far over the median income test are you? The farther you are over the median income test, the more you're going to have to pay back. Obviously, you're not going to pay back more than 100% owed to the creditors, But, you know, it it is important to understand that your income and your spouse's income affects whether or not you qualify for a Chapter 7. So,
1: let's go over some other aspects of it here. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you're intrigued by the world of bankruptcy and want a comprehensive guide to help you get out of debt, head on over to kellycanhelpcom slash welcome and subscribe to our email list to have a guide to bankruptcy in Georgia. Helping people get out of debt delivered right to your inbox. Now back to the show. Alright, let's change it up a little bit here. Let's say you have recently sold a house.
0: Can you file a chapter seven? It depends whether it's a good idea or not. It's gonna ride on how long ago did you sell the house? Let's say you sold a house six months ago, you made a hundred grand and you just gave all the money away to your relatives. Would it be a good idea to file a chapter seven? Absolutely not. Because let me tell you what would happen. The trustee is going to let you proceed with your case. You're going to get your discharge. You're going to get your debts wiped out. And then the trustee will go to all of your relatives and say, hand it over, give it back, and they're going to have to or they're going to be in trouble with the bankruptcy court. So, no, you cannot sell assets, liquidate them, and give them away to people and then turn around and file a bankruptcy case. If you do that, how far back can you go in the state of Georgia and the answer is you know typically it's four years under the Georgia Fraudulent Transfer Act but if you owe one dime to the IRS a trustee can go back as long as 10 years to recover money that you have given away all right so now I want to shift gears and and go into the process let's say you do qualify We've, we've gone through your income, we've gone through your budget, you're under the median income test. What do we do? So what our firm does is we would send you an intake form and we would need you to fill it out as best you can, listing assets. And when I say your assets, I mean everything you own, furniture, televisions, stocks, bonds, 401k. We want everything because we want to make sure we're not going to put you into any type of case that's going to hurt you or not give you the result that you want and if we find out that hey there's a problem don't file this case we're going to refund your money you know minus whatever goes to like the class company or or something like that but we want to spend a lot of time typically about two hours going through that petition with you to make sure everything's listed and that everything is protected. So after you fill out the intake form and then we have the two hour meeting, then the next step is your 341 meeting of creditors. What happens there in the chapter seven situation? And the answer is the trustee is gonna ask you questions like, hey, did you review this documentation with an attorney before you filed? yes, I actually reviewed it with Mr. Kelly. They're going to ask, have you listed all of your assets, everything you own? And um, very important that you answer yes to that question. And the trustee will then ask, has anything changed since your case was filed? Is this information still accurate today? And again, we hope it is. If if it's not, you, you would want to call us before the hearing. And then, after that hearing, typically the trustee will abandon their interest in, in the assets and you'll end up receiving a discharge within forty-five days or so after that after that court hearing. Now my office does things a lot different from other firms in that we want to review your credit report after your discharge. We want to make sure there's nothing holding you down. The the other thing we want to do is we after your case is discharged we're going to want you to take a course called Fresh Start for life and and Don golden, the owner of this company will give you tips on things you can do to help rebuild your credit. Yes, people do rebuild after filing chapter seven it's you know not a hard thing you know typically when somebody really struggles in rebuilding credit it's typically because of current income and not because of a prior Chapter 7. Another issue that I want to go over that can be a pitfall for some people, if you have the right to sue someone, workers' comp, personal injury, any type of lawsuit for any reason whatsoever, that is an asset that must be listed in your Chapter 7 case. What happens if you fail to list it? And the answer is, the trustee, you know, or actually not the trustee, the whoever you're suing is going to file something within that case saying, hey, look, we caught them red-handed, they've never listed this in the bankruptcy case, and you're going to lose your case. You're not going to recover any money. So if you even suspect that you have a claim against anyone, it must be listed as an asset. It doesn't matter whether you filed suit or not, if you think you have a claim We must list it in the Chapter 7 case, or you could end up in some hot water over that one. Another thing that can sneak up on people is inheriting money. And under the 180-day rule, if you inherit any money after this bankruptcy case, you're going to have to give it to the trustee, and they'll take your money, and they're going to pay your creditors, and you get what's left over. Hypothetically... If somebody was about to file and they had a, uh, you know, a mom, dad, whoever, that was, you know, potentially going to leave them some money or something pretty soon, they would want to meet with an estate planning attorney. And there's ways you can leave money to people without exposing it to the creditors of the person that you want to leave the money to. It's called a trust. And there's ways that professional estate planners can write trust so that the money is safe and no creditor will be able to touch it and it's usually a pretty good idea to do something like that anyway you know if you've got some significant assets so if you are thinking about filing a chapter 7 I would like for you to download my book it's free you can go to kellycanhelp.com backslash welcome type in your name type in your email address And you can get a free copy of the book. And I'd like to talk to you at some point. I'd like to go through your income, go through your budget, kind of get a feel for your case. And let's see where we land. And A lot of people are afraid of the median income test. A lot of people will, you know, go online and say, oh, look, I've decided I'm over median or under whatever. no an attorney needs to do this. There's a lot of considerations that go into the median income test. You know, I wish I could tell you that the median income test was um, perfect, but it's not perfect. It's a product of Congress. So sometimes it doesn't make sense. But for the most part, in almost every case, when we get to the end of the median income test, in almost every case, I I can come up with some type of plan, even if it's, you know, following a 13 instead of a chapter 7, that is way, way, way better than what you are currently dealing with. So I would encourage you, hey, explore your options, and let's see what a fresh, if, you know, what a fresh start would look like. And, you know, worst case scenario, if you did have to do a chapter 13, you know, it's going to be better than what you're dealing with right now with all of these people coming down on you, causing stress. You know, once you file a Chapter 7, nobody can sue you, nobody can call you, nobody can garnish your wages, they can't garnish your checking account. You're protected. You get a fresh start. And even if you did end up having to file a Chapter 13, it's way better than being garnished, having your checking account cleaned out, or having 25% of your check taken away every single time you get paid. So again, I would encourage you, go to my website, download the book, write down any questions you have,
1: and we would love to help you get a fresh start. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Bankruptcy Podcast. Make sure to visit our website kellybankruptcy.com where you can subscribe to the show in itunes spotify or via rss so you'll never miss a show while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating on itunes or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show that would help us out too if you liked this show you might want to check out our guide to bankruptcy in georgia helping people get out of debt available at kellycanhelp.com welcome be sure to tune in next week for our next episode